if there was someone to blame or something to get angry at, at least that would be you could get angry at it. But I, I blame it's the cr- I just blame, disappointing. I blame the CrossFitters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. You do. <laughs> uh, when in doubt, blame a CrossFitter. I can hold the twenty comfortably. The twenty-five, I can't even get my. I can't. I can't pick it up. Physically, can't pick it up. You know, my hands just not big enough. Excuses, not reasons. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> See, it's important to build morale in the gym and build rapport with other clients. And right now, just because you're the only other point of reference. The way that I do that is by shit talking you uh, to the other guy. I appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you. They seem to really enjoy it. And so, yeah. Uh, Adrian Kevin doesn't work. First <laughs> of all, welcome back, everybody, for the Nevin and Adrian podcast part two. We still don't have a name. We had we two comments left. They were by one from each of my parents. <laughs> and and I, while they I, were good, I while they were see good, that. What did they say? One was coach conversations, that was from Dad. Yeah. And then Mum's was um, the TSI community group or family chat. I thought like, that's great, but they're both a little long and we TSI wanna community. we wanna yeah, we wanna keep it a bit more snappy. So so everyone keep thinking on it. For just for right now, it's still the Nev and Adrian podcast. And uh, basically we can't use the brain trust because that's already been taken a look. Yeah. So it's like dang. Yeah. And uh, we can't use um, the bro trust because mum was like I feel excluded so I was like alright <laughs> that's fair enough so fair enough. we're still looking for names guys we're, we're, we're open to it what an interesting start of the week it's been so far yeah it really has the world has gone a little crazy a little crazy and we didn't even want to talk about it but we are beer virus <laughs> the thing I really wanted to start off this podcast going this week we're going to talk about the coronavirus and then just not say a single thing about it right all. That would we, be that would be good. ideal, but Every, unfortunately, everyone knows what's going on. I, I guess what we could talk about is how we specifically are being affected by it and what we're doing and all that sort of stuff. Just for the without without harping on it too much. Yeah. Basically, we're a small business. We want to keep the doors open. We want all of our members to stay fit and healthy. Mm-hmm. And we know that if we get closed down or someone gets sick and people can't come for weeks, it's a big mess for everyone. Not just us, but for people that are training. But on a positive note, I smell fantastic from all the cleaning products. <laughs> so I guess we could just talk about how we're cleaning the gym first up so everyone's minds at ease. Yeah. And maybe for other small businesses out there um, to do something similar because obviously we want people to keep coming, to keep training, and to keep improving. Um, but basically, we, are, we have hand sanitizer uh, for everyone before and after they train when they come in. We also are using um, antibacterial spray and cleaning all of the weights, all of the benches, everything that you sit down on, all of the soft handles like on the air bikes, the ski ergs, the chin-up bars. We are mopping, vacuuming, and cleaning mirrors and windows and bathrooms daily. We are cleaning the hand towels daily. We are using methylated spirits on all of the barbells, dumbbells, kettlebells, all the hard surfaces. So everything in here is clean yeah twice daily twice daily yeah twice daily for all those other ones um before after morning shift and after night shift so it's it's pretty clean taking all the precautionary measures that we that we need to yeah and like i uh, was telling you before i have had to fight three people to the desk to bring the hand sanitizer from the shops to here but i won because i work out and i do squats (laughs) and so if you're in those uh crazy shopping scenarios um I hope you've been doing your squats. Yeah, it's yeah. really the only thing that's going to keep you from being able to... I mean, so I'm not sure why people are so hell-bent on toilet paper. It's, it's a little 
that's a little insane. Out of, out of everything that's happened so far, that's the thing that I'm starting to think is the most crazy. It's Not a little that, crazy. The, there was canned food left over. There, there were so many things left over that you would take in case of being locked away for a while but toilet paper why mm. why, why why i'm not sure but so confused i'm gonna say this on and off the record i do have under lock and key in an undisclosed location enough toilet paper to last the gym at least two to three weeks yeah that's all right you see people like in, in the hurricane katrina they had all those news stories where people were like people are raiding shopping centers and they're taking bread and food and why are people taking toilet paper. I'm not sure. I'm not I would sure. really like to know. If anyone knows specifically the reason why just toilet paper is the most in-demand thing, please comment. And hand sanitizer. Know. It was hard to find well, hand sanitizer. Well, hand sanitizer, that's understandable, right? Yeah. Because germs, but... Right. Toilet paper. Toilet paper. Have a shower, people. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so, mm. that's but enough on the coronavirus. I think. Enough on the coronavirus. I guess the worst side effect, I mean, it's always good uh, habits to be cleaning anyway. It's yeah. always a good habit, so I'm I'm not angry about that, and I'm not you know, I'm not put out by the fact that we have to go and get extra cleaning supplies. I think the the main thing that I'm disappointed about now is that I've got three clients and members here who have been shafted by this um, virus and things getting shut down. I have two junior athletics girls, one under 13, one under 15, and they were going to be going to nationals, and uh, that's been cancelled for them, and that's devastating because they're. It's one thing I think when you are in open level um, sport and you know you've, you've had all your fun growing up and you, you know this is what you want to do and you're focusing on it and but these girls they're in school they're in what eighth grade tenth grade ish and they're dedicated dedicated to being the best athletes they can be and they train in the gym um, they train on the track they train they're training all the time and for their event to get cancelled is really disappointing because I've been posting some videos of them and they're little savages. They're strong and they're explosive they in, and they've been working yeah. non-stop and, and it's been cancelled, which is... do as well. Yeah. They, they, they work harder than I think most, most people just in general even understand. Well, the work ethic is impressive to say the least. Yeah. Very, very impressive. Um, and for, for people of that age who could easily just be off playing games, hanging out with friends, going to the beach, except they're in the gym at the athletics track... Um, is really disappointed that they don't get their nationals this year, and uh, and then Megan, my 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 other yeah. um, athlete, she was going to be traveling over to the Arnold Classic Australia for the um, Australian Strongest Woman competition, um, and and that was cancelled. And then th that was a, a whirlwind too because it was cancelled, uh, the event was cancelled. But then I guess the smaller events within the Arnold Classic, like Strongman and Powers, they were going to maybe try to sort out their own thing, and so yeah. they had relocated it 90 minutes out of the city and so then she rented a car and and then we just got news this morning that that's been cancelled as well and um, I'm sure it's for a few reasons they probably struggled to get last minute um, insurance on it and to organize port lose for a couple hundred people so that's been cancelled and, and again the amount of commitment that she's had over the last six months has been been second to none she's um, she she did a first novice comp a little under a year ago qualified for states took her to states where she came equal first and then ended up coming second on a, on a, um, a tiebreaker event. And then, uh, so that was the state qualifier, I, I apologize, that was the state qualifier. That qualified her four states, which she then went to and dominated um, the girl that just pipped her at the post at the qualifier. She smoked her at the, uh, at the state level, um, qualified for the under 82 women at Australia's Strongest Woman, 
decided she wanted to be the biggest threat possible, cut her weight class down to 73, yeah. and that was tough because she was a she was a good size 82 kilo competitor, and so her diet has been perfect. Her water consumption and salt consumption has been yeah. perfect. Her training has been perfect, and a couple of days before the event, it gets the pin gets pulled. I think the worst part of all of this is that it's no one's fault. You know, like there's there's no there's no one to blame. There's no thing. It's it's just a very un, a series of unfortunate events. It's there's there's no thing that you can pinpoint it on. It's just one of those acts of God that no one could have seen coming. You can't plan for it. It just unfortunately, it just is. It just it is. Sucks. If there was someone to blame or something to get angry at, at least that would be you could get angry at it. But I, I blame it's the cr- just I blame, disappointing. I blame the CrossFitters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, <laughs> uh, when in doubt, blame a CrossFitter. No, um, I hope I didn't alienate any one of our now fifty-three subscribers. Up, up from last week. Oh yes. How many is that up from last week? I believe the channel's at fifty-three subscribers, and um, then forty-eight about a week or so ago, and then I had a couple subscribe between then the last podcast up up another two or three since the last podcast. All right, so if we go two or three, let's say minimum, right? Two every week, and we do a podcast every single Ooh, week. Seriously, animal. That's a hundred people. Then if we keep doing that, it'll be like uh, roughly a hundred years before we can monetize yep. the YouTube channel. We got this. <laughs> Under we control. Can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's um let's enough of the coronavirus. Uh it's causing me much frustration. Mm-hmm. So moving on to lighter things. What's new with you, Adrian? Well, I guess the newest, most exciting thing is I've kind of I'm running the gym <sighs> for the next week. Taking over your your clients for a little while and and just running things while you're gone. That's it. So I was going to be traveling over to Melbourne for the Strongman event. That has been cancelled, as we've just talked about. But I'm still going over for a four-day holiday. First holiday I've had in quite some time. I was time. going to say, when was the last time you had a holiday? I got away so for... Since working at your, uh, the, the gym, and the, the garage gym, to then opening this place up, when was the last time that so you, you weren't doing PT? Since 2014, when I came back and started at the home gym. <sighs> since 2014, I had... Zero holidays where I left the city. Uh, so not even overseas, but I never went down south or anything. Uh, up until... Since 2014. So in 2014, 2019. Yeah. And then in two, last year, um, in April, I went to Bali for four days for a, one of my best friend's weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also went down south for a couple of days for a wedding in December. And so this would be um, yeah, the first time traveling i did travel before like to new zealand and to over east for powerlifting meets but it wasn't a holiday i was there for two or three days for the meet came back home yeah um so so i'm i'm still going to melbourne i'm gonna have a good time and uh and it'll be my first yeah first little first little getaway actual, for a while yeah so it's a little bit uh, nervous for me because i know i'm leaving my baby in your very capable hands mm-hmm. um but adrian uh, knows how to how to handle it all we've gone through everything and um he's gonna smash it while i'm gone i'm sure well, we've been working together for long enough that you know i'm not gonna like steal your shit <laughs> i also have cameras i will be checking you regularly <laughs> yeah 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 so I'm, I'm kind of excited about that uh it's, there's a whole bunch of new people that i haven't met before as well though there's some people there that i haven't met in person there's a couple some... people that you haven't met in person yeah. um but we're going over all the programs yeah yeah I'm, I'm kind of excited to see how it all goes It'll be and i also just have, have the gym to myself you know there's there's those things that i don't say or do when you're around oh my that... goodness <laughs> oh i'm worried now <laughs> no it's fine it's, mo- it's mainly just uh it's, it's important to build morale in the gym and build rapport with other clients and right now just because you're the only other point of reference 
the way that I do that is by shit talking you oh. to the other guy. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> they seem to really enjoy it, and so yeah, they, they seem to like me as well. It's, There's it's, a lot to be said for building uh, kinship and camaraderie through <laughs> through uh, slightly aggressive banter. Yeah, yeah, yes, slightly aggressive banter. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Right. Well, yeah. before I was not read me to talk about handing over the keys to you for the rest of the week and uh, uh, up until next week. But we'd have chat about before. Um, you are stepping back from your rock climbing after taking that to a reasonably high level, and you're starting to switch up your training a little bit. I'd say reasonably high level is maybe overreaching just a okay. little bit. Yeah. Uh, taking it to a level much higher than I was when I first started. But um, I've had a couple of, of injuries over the last month, neck and shoulders and things like that, and so it's made me stop climbing a little bit. And since I've stopped doing that more regularly, I've just kind of, I've, I really miss some of the other stuff that I was doing in the past, uh, mainly tricking with tricking with uh, a couple of the trickers around Perth who are much, much, much better than I am. Uh, I've gone in contact with them and started training with them again. And I'm going to start to pick up breakdancing. I usually do a new skill every year. I like to tell myself that I'm going to learn something new every single year. And so this year, that's what it is. I've got a few skills under my belt now with tricking. I uh, need a lot of improvement, but breakdancing is the big one. So I'm going to go back into more movement-oriented stuff. Climbing was fun for a long while, but I'm going to take a step back, let some things recover, and just learn a whole new skill set, which I'm really So this about. makes perfect sense to me. You're going to step back from the sport where you fall on giant crash mats mm -hmm. to sports where you spin around and sometimes land on your neck and head. Sometimes. That used to happen a lot more <laughs> at the beginning. Uh, not so much anymore. Well, everything comes with its, its positives and its negatives. Rock climbing can be dangerous, bouldering in general can be dangerous, there's no safety equipment or anything like that, but more often than not, it's like everything, there's a couple of rolled ankles, tendon issues, things like that, but I haven't injured myself climbing just yet, uh, hopefully I don't. Tricking can be pretty hard on your body, but the style of training that I have, uh, I'm much more conditioned than a lot of the other trickers are, they're much better trickers than I am, but in general, just to be able to handle what the sport is. Uh, I'm relatively well put together for it. Right. There's a certain level of like flexibility and strength that, yeah, well, that a lot of people don't have. Let me ask you, how does that affect your training in the gym? I mean, when you're uh, looking at breakdancers, it's a huge amount of upper body strength, mm. right? Not much leg strength, really. Tricking, on the other hand, where they're jumping and flipping, is there a lot more leg strength? Well, there, it depends. It depends. There's a lot of very unusual moves in breakdancing. There's a, a lot of steps there's a lots of sweeps there's lots of you actually need to be quite flexible to be able to do air flares and things like that uh there's a lot of style in breakdancing so you see there's a lot of just different things moving around on the ground some of the stuff that they do there's a lot of toe moves where they spin their entire body on one toe and there's really weird compromised positions it's not really like a gym strength sort of skill set it's a very specific to that skill set it's it's unlike really anything else that there is breakdancing is, is really really unique like that uh really, really compromising positions that the people who do it are really strong in. Whereas tricking, there's, it's almost an entirely different skill set again. There's not much that translates to it. It's very, very explosive, but you need a lot of hip flexibility. There's really high kicks, there's lots of explosive twists and spins and things like that. You need a lot more strength than a, a, I think a lot of, it's a mainly dominated by, I'd say like younger-ish people. You don't really see any any 
well, I don't, I should say, see any like 30 plus year old people going, I want to learn tricking now. I want to so learn tricking, yeah. It's something that kids or younger people tend to gravitate towards, but because of that, they do the skill, they like the skill, and so they do the skill. And there's not many people that I know who do tricking who actually do strength and conditioning work. Actually, that's to be said about most other disciplines. Strength and conditioning is something that a lot of people leave out. It's the thing that, and like you were saying before, how does my training in the gym affect the other things that I do? Well, I use it specifically as a tool to make me more conditioned or more work better, basically, at keeping my body together, producing more power, having strength in compromised positions so that when I go to those skills, I can do them and do them well. I can do them without injuring myself. I can do them jump a bit higher or turn a bit faster. Or I, I really use it as a tool to improve the other skill sets that I train in. Sure. It's something that you don't really see very often. People really put in work and they train hard. And like I was saying, there's a lot of people who are a lot better than I am. Uh, but the ones who seem to really excel tend to do other strength and conditioning things alongside. It, it never hurts to be strong. As no. long as it doesn't compromise your mobility for what you're trying to achieve, strength exactly. is never a weakness. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty much Don't that. sue me, Mark Bell. I'm pretty sure he says that. Strength is never a weakness. Who? Mark Bell. Supertraining.com. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, right. Could you explain that? Who is Mark Bell? What is Mark Bell. Mark Bell is a power lifter. Um, he's the creator of the slingshot, the bench press tool. Ah, I see. Yeah, yeah. A big uh, advocate of the carnivore diet, which we'll be doing with our old mm -hmm. mate Jared mm -hmm. next week once I'm back. Talking yeah, about I'm excited yeah, about that one. Actually, that's that'll cool. be good. Yeah. Um, so in terms of your training out in the gym, what am I going to see different? I mean, when you were rock climbing, you're doing a lot of hang work, scapular pull-ups, grip work. Uh, you're still keeping uh, very flexible, a lot of mobility work. So you're doing um, Jefferson curls and uh, the splits training. I imagine that would all be still pretty similar for tricking, uh, maybe not as much grip stuff or? Well, the, all of that stuff in general, all the hanging grip and activation work is just really good in general for your shoulder health. It's something that a lot of people overlook and you get neck injuries, you get all sorts of back problems and things and, and hanging in general and all of those exercises are just great. Just cause, like to do them anyway. Uh, they help a lot with climbing, yeah, but I'm gonna still do that stuff. Really the only thing that's gonna change is I'm going to lean a little more heavily into splits training. So I've split my program up over four days instead of the two to three days I was doing before where I can focus less. So I have one main lift a day and then the back end of my session is going to be solely dedicated to splits training. So yeah, splits okay. four times a week instead of the two times a week that I was doing. Uh, lots of kicks. Kicks and spins and the more flexible you can be through your hips, the better it is. More this is why you brought those kick pads in. Yeah, oh, yeah, it is. I, I like them. They're very fun. I'm going to be holding kick mitts now, aren't I? <laughs> yes. Yes, you awesome. are. Right. Yeah, just trying to slightly alter the things that I do for the skill set that I'm training for at the time. It's, it's nothing really that different. I'm just leaning a little more heavily into, into certain moves that I was doing. So with my last program, it was really a lot more upper body press work doing a lot of handstand push-ups to complement and balance out my climbing. Now it's just going to lean a little more into the lower body stuff. So a lot more flex work, a lot more flex under tension, trying to get strong in the splits so that I can do some just cooler stuff. It really is just limiting. The less that you can move, the more chance you have for an injury. Or just you just can't physically produce a certain movement. You're limited enough that you can't do a trick. So the more flexible and the more strong I am in the flexible positions, the more stuff I can do. Fair enough. In theory. The, the hard part is actually being good enough to do them. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. 
Nice. Well, I mean, a little part of me thinks that the reason why you're changing over from climbing to now tricking and breakdancing isn't so much these injuries that you've experienced, mm -hmm. but it's the fact that um, no, let's get a little bit get, of background to, with the grip thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of background into the gym here, guys. We yeah. like to keep things fun for our members and clients. So every month we have a new challenge, and sometimes it's a strength challenge, sometimes it's like an endurance or a fitness challenge. Yeah. And then Adrian was like, "I want to come up with one." And I'm like, "Sure, man. You know, new new trainer to the gym, you come up with the March challenge." And he came up with this grip strength challenge. You know, coincidentally, he just got good grip strength because uh, you know of his rock climbing. And basically, we have to just stand up and, and pinch. A, uh, a bumper plate and the heavier they are uh, the 25 is a really fat chunky yeah, kind like of bumper. 10, 15 I can hold it 20 comfortably the 25 I can't even get my I can't I can't pick it up physically can't pick it up you know my hands just not big enough excuses not reasons but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know I just want to say you, you're not leading the leaderboard on your own challenge and I think maybe a little bit of masculation now we changing sports yeah yeah uh, Look, I don't want to say that, because I did say, and I remember saying this as well, I did say, I'm going to beat you on the 20 kilo. Yeah, play but I mean, even Megan, the 73 kilo strong woman, beats you by three seconds on the 20 kilo. Okay, hold on. First of all, my title is Adrian. Her title is... WA Strongest Woman. Yeah, that's a pretty impressive title. <laughs> it is. Anyways, props to Megan, that's awesome. But still, I actually had to back way, way off. Like, these injuries... These injuries is a good reason for me to step back and be like, well, I can no longer say that I'll be, let's revise, I will not beat you at the 20 second, sorry, the 20 kilo weight play challenge. Uh, I'm just going to lean really heavily into that, that injury, you know, the, the whole, I used to be an adventurer before I took an arrow to the knee thing, you know, that like, <laughs> I, I used to be able to do it and then I, and then I hurt my back and I'm just, I used to be able to beat you, but now just these injuries, who knows? This I sounds like my I reasons could for have, 300 deadlifts. So. I could have beat you, but no one's, I mean, time will tell. Maybe one day when the injuries uh, are healed, I can get back into it. And, but I mean, at this point, I guess we could just say it's like Schrodinger's challenge. I did both beat you and not beat you, so we'll never know. Pretty sure we know, but but we'll we'll pay that we'll pay that for sure. Yeah, well, I I did have to back off quite a bit. I was having a few tendon problems, and the grip things were affecting me quite a bit. So, unfortunately, yeah, I got to back off a little bit. But that actually, yeah, the challenges will change, right? Are we gonna are we gonna go month by month? You pick one, I pick one. Is that how we're gonna go? Yeah, from now generally, on? generally we can do that. And sometimes I'll just chuck it out to the client, to the members. Hey guys, yeah. is there any challenge you want to do? But that's kind of hard because you get like the real fit, smaller people. They're like, let's do this. Hardcore yeah. conditioning. I'm like, only two people are going to want to do that. Exactly. And I want right? to get like user participation. So I, I don't want to pick a challenge that just I could beat everyone at all the time. Like the right. grip strength one was going to be a good one. That was going to be. To be fair, a lot of people did it. So yeah. so it's and we still got you know half the month left just about. Exactly. Exactly. So you can practice yeah. while I'm away. You're not allowed to do it while I'm away. Um, officially, I, I, I need to be a witness. Right, okay. My arms hurt. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be it'll be fun to actually for any of the. Clients, members listening at the moment, if you have an idea for a challenge, chuck it in the comments. Even if you're not a client member, but you're one of yeah. our 53 subscribers, <laughs> yeah. or if you're just listening, or if you're firstly, just listening, even if you're not a subscriber, like and subscribe, first of all. Bench press that subscribe button and, and leave <laughs> and then, a comment on what the next challenge should be. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Even if it's just something that you want to see us doing, something fun, might not be a, a monthly challenge, but it could feature on the Strength Institute Instagram, just something fun. Yep. Something fun that you are maybe really good at that you think other people struggle with. Who knows? Maybe you've got a niche skill. Something like dance. 
I don't know, something cool, funky, just chuck it to us. See if we can do it. The Strength Institute's not ready for my dance challenge. Not, no one's ready for that yet. Do you yet. have a dance challenge? No. No, 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 no one's ready to see me dance. Oh. I'm just saying. It's, that's, that can't be a thing just So yet. far, the only dancing... Uh, the only dancing exposure to you that I've had is the dirty dancing that we do. That move. That's it's the a only good dancing move. I've seen. Yeah. Splice that in right now. But we're gonna do it, the dirt. Yeah, we're gonna film this, and we'll do the dirty dancing lift. It's pretty impressive. Because we, we've actually already got it on film, right? From from way back. Do you remember when we yeah. were doing the we'll, the we'll, dynamic we'll, stuff? We can just we can just we can just cut another one in. But yeah, yeah. we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, dirty dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Actually, okay. There's a challenge. Let's let's challenge. Let's challenge already existing or potentially existing uh, uh, clients. If, if you can replicate this challenge... We do not need that lawsuit <laughs> of broken wrists and necks on our hands. Do yeah. not attempt any of these things at home. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. 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 That's another reason why you should be strong. Train at the Strength Institute because then you can be and live out your Patrick Swayze fantasies <laughs> as much as you want. As much as you want. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, a little bit of a side note. We're getting some extra production value in here, you know, there's some plants going on. If anyone's noticed from last week to this week, uh, the new table. Was this the table was here, but you couldn't really see it from the camera setup because we still had the room was too crowded. We've got the plants in there. The sign's been ordered, guys. That's going to be here in the next two weeks, hopefully. The Strength Institute podcast sign. Pretty excited about that. And and what a steal. These, These pots here, um, which fit perfectly, 12 bucks from Kmart. Not bad. Kmart's... Look, Kmart is stepping up people, in the world. People talk a lot of crap about Kmart, but lately Kmart has really upped its game. Kmart is, is I, strong. I love Kmart. It's amazing. It's a strong. It's a strong. Actually, uh, retail. One thing I do want to talk about you. You did make those yourself, right? What are we pointing at? The little the things. Let me. Let me just. Oh, the gecko glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is this something that I don't think a lot of people know about you either, right? Is that? Yeah. Introduction part two. The man of many skills. Something that a lot of people don't know about you is that you you don't own the studio. Your no, mom owns so, the studio. yeah, my mum owns a company called Beach Gecko Glass, and, uh, and she's a glass artist. And when I finished school, in between jobs and in between uni degrees, uh, I would go in there and help her. So I also am a glass artist. Um, these are just really small things. You're not going to be able to see those from way how, back how there. How close should I be able to hold them up? Uh... Like, we can whoa. try. Yeah. Like that? Basically, beach gecko glass. These are called uh, gecko lux. They're just little um, geckos stamped into different colored glass. So this is a really simple thing. It's just little souvenirs. Mm. But, but we do everything from big vases, uh, uh, bowls, um, uh, decanters, wine decanters, unspillable wine decanters. So the more you drink, doesn't matter. Just keep spinning around. doesn't spill. Uh, and all sorts of stuff like that. And she's in a bunch of different galleries around um, WA and Australia, which is, yeah, this is a bit, a bit of fun and a, and a bit different. And what about you yourself? You yourself are at certain... So I don't really know much about the glass blowing. Like, do you have to get a qualification to be able to do a thing? No, or? it's not a recognized trade. Um, I mean, it's it's such a broad uh, thing, glass, uh, hot glass. I mean, you can do uh, mold blowing, um, hand-formed stuff. You can do solid glass. You can do blown glass. You can do fusing and slumping, which is just done in kilns with pre-colored sheet glass. There's so many different types of glass work. Um, and people generally will specialize. So there's not really a formal, uh, you know, apprenticeship that you would take. It's just basically you got to fall in luck and find a good teacher who teaches you how to do it and then have a good business plan that you can start actually making it, um, you know, turn it from a business, a hobby into a business. So, um, but mum has been doing it for a long time now and, and she runs all sorts of workshops from bead making, glass blowing, fusing, slumping. So again, if you're in the Perth area, 
There you go. If this is a free, I should charge it for advertising for it. <laughs> if you're in the Perth area, Google BeachGeckoGlass.com. It's a fantastic website, and she uh, she runs all sorts of workshops. So um, get involved. Prime product placement. That's it. Yeah. Well, I'm just so saying, how, how you can you come to the Strength Institute, you can do heavy squats, you can go over the road. It's 150 meters away from the Strength Institute, guys. It's really close, yeah. Learn how to blow glass, come back here, have a cool down, and drink some wine out of a wine decanter <laughs> that I make and sell to you. Small disclaimer, please drink responsibly. <laughs> no alcohol on the premises here at the Strength Institute. <laughs> So how, how long have you been glass blowing for? And what sort of stuff can you make? So I've been glass blowing since uh, 2000 and the studio opened up in 2006. So that's when I first would have started glass blowing. Right out of school, I finished in 05. 06 would have glass blown. Uh, I did, had done um, fusing and slumping kiln work before then um, for my year 12 like uh, TE art projects and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but glass blowing since 2006. So it's been a hot minute. And, um, and when I first started, I was sort of just the assistant, uh, you know, basically when you're dealing with molten glass at 11, 1200 degrees, um, it's really hot. So the bigger you make things, the more heat's radiating out of them. So assistant's job is to make sure um, the blocks are wet, the paper is wet to shape everything and that you shield the person, the, the gaffer who's actually making you shield their forearms and, and you're running around doing stuff like that, setting up the glass powders and the colored glass, um, doing smaller jobs. And then um, as I've progressed in skill level with that um, uh, on the bigger pieces I'll take the gaffer seat so I'll do the the, the main blowing and shaping and, and especially you can imagine if you have a hunk of glass this big on the end of a five foot pipe it's, it's quite heavy yeah. so all the gym work helps with that um, and mum she she does uh, all the smaller stuff she does solo most people would use two people she can do the smaller stuff solo over paperweights and small tumblers um, the bigger things we work as a team and uh, I'll take the seat on the uh, the gaffer side of making it, and she does a bit of the assistant. But she is the overall artistic designer and creator. So awesome. her vision needs to come to life with the pair of us. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really interesting. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it's pretty fun. A few of my clients have ever uh, gone across and had a look, and they uh, all have enjoyed it thoroughly. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's so I don't know much about it. But you know, when you see something that you don't know much about artistically, of course, um, you you look at it and it's it's a appealing to look at so oh. you look at a thing you're like what the hell is that some of the stuff that you've made i look at and i'm like oh that looks that looks like the thing it's supposed to look like that looks kind of nice i like that you know like it's a good i think indicator for someone who has no idea what they're looking right. at so uh, art is um well first of all you, you touched on two things one is that glass is a really cool visual medium because yeah. it's so cool to look at and uh especially with transparent glasses you, you're looking through and colors are blending and um i think that looks you can make some really, really um, interesting effects. Um, the other thing is, when it comes to art, it's very um, subjective, Yeah, I guess. Subjective. People like different things. And so I'm not a huge fan of really abstract stuff. I like things to more or less look like how they're meant to look, which is, is good and bad. Um, it's good because uh, people know what they're looking at, and uh, if I do it well, uh, it looks nice. The, <laughs> the bad is, because everyone knows what it's meant to look like, if I make a mistake... Everyone knows I've made a mistake on it. So, point, so it, 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 sometimes if I make a big mistake, um, this is now abstract art and we'll double the price. <laughs> <laughs> so is there any difference between, say, so some of the stuff that you make, like if you make a vase uh, versus I've seen some really cool stuff on YouTube where people are like doing little things to make all sorts of shapes, like a dragon, for example, and they make right. like, the scales yeah. come off and it sets immediately. Is there a difference in... The style, the way, the glass that you use is there. Well, like, I guess a studio yeah. 
the way you would make a vase is obviously different to the way that you would just freehand something. Absolutely. How, how does that change? Yeah, so there's there's a whole bunch of different um, uh, there's a whole bunch of different types of, of glass blowing. I mean, a, a lot of um, your very small intricate things, uh, torch made on a torch, like a big, it's like a big Bunsen burner that shoots out a heap of flame. But it's not like you're not in an actual furnace with your glass heating it up. Um, and so a lot of torch work is small and intricate. Um, and then there's borosilicate, which is actually what a lot of like pipe and bong makers would use um, because it's tempered, so it's not going to crack when it gets hot. Okay. Um, and, and that also is done mainly on torch work. Um, but then you have a glass blowing, um, and in our case it's just silica glass. Uh, that's not tempered, so basically you, know, you can't chuck it, you know, one of our dishes into the dishwasher or the microwave because it probably uh, will crack. Yeah. So they are, more, they are all functional art, like you can use them, you just got to hand wash them in, in normal water. So, so that's the main difference in terms of the type of glass um, that we would use versus some of the smaller lamp work or torch work stuff. Um, but with the, with the glass blowing, um, you can still be really intricate and, and, and a lot of times, uh, so there's something called a hot box. It's kind of hard to imagine, but basically it's just a, a box that is hot. Um, and it's hot Makes enough that you can, you can put glass in it um, and it's not going to crack or explode. Because if I have a big chunk of molten glass and I just let it cool down, it will go through thermal shock and explode or crack and it's ruined. So when we make a big vase, we have to put it into a kiln and it takes like 24 hours to slowly come back down to room temperature. Ah, okay. So what you can do is, um, with all these little inclusion pieces, is that you would have your vase, mm. but someone else might have been making you know, 50 really small butterflies and put them all in the hot box and then what will happen is, we'll get those little individual pieces and you can stick them onto the vase and then the whole thing cools down in the kiln at the end, okay, uh, in the layer at the end. So yeah. you can do really intricate stuff with glass blowing too. It just depends on how many people you have and, and your resources because when it's one or two people, um, generally it's, it's a lot harder. There's a lot more stuff going on when you're trying to do lots of little things. So, yeah. um, but you know, it, it really depends on what you're trying to make. Yes, that's interesting. That's really cool. Um, you, uh, we should definitely charge your mum for the advertising as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. Should. Nothing's free in this world, man. That's good. We'll give her a free shout out today. <laughs> Alright, cool. So, yeah, I guess, uh, what, what else should we touch on today? What else should we, uh, I guess, like finish? I think with? that's it. I had my little rant about um, how disappointed I am that my athletes have suffered because of um, the virus. That does suck. Um, we talked about your training. Uh, we talked about a bit of glass blowing, um, impromptu glass blowing chat. And I think that pretty much wraps it up. Yeah, that's it. Alright, cool. So, main takeaways uh, if you're just listening for the first time or if you are a re- repeat offender <laughs> um, a name we still need a name for the podcast we need a name um, also hit that subscribe button like oh, yeah, share definitely. comment like share comment. help us grow this uh, channel and then you'll hear lots of really interesting things about glass blowing everything about telephone poles about <laughs> about all sorts of things hanging on to plates for your dear life just screw it yeah yeah and hopefully not hearing anything else about the coronavirus that's right yeah. guys have a good one thanks very much and we'll be back next week see you later Cheers.